Hello and welcome to the Carolina Snowflakes podcast, where two Southerners come to terms with their liberal snowflake tendencies. We're your hosts. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jason. And we're here with this week's episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. Before we get into what we got this week, we really have some old business to attend to. We do. As they say in the rules, you should attend old business before (laughs) new business, like at a town meeting. Yeah, like the Robert's Rules of Order. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Some kind of, there's a guy with a gavel. Some guy named Robert and he's got a gavel. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to talk old business before you go to new. And so we have to, we have a couple of things to address. The first thing is in our last episode, I said that British people pronounce the word aluminum as aluminium. And then I said, that's weird because aluminum isn't spelled I-U-M. Well, we have since learned from our great listener named Gary, Mm -hmm. who lives in England, that in England it is spelled with an (laughs) I-U-M. So So it is aluminium. That's right. uh, In England, uh, they're not crazy. I think we might be the crazy ones. Well, we're definitely crazy, but I don't think it's that reason. Well, I mean, all the other elements have I-U-M, so like, or a bunch of them. Oh, you know, you're right. Yeah. So why does that one, why did we drop the I there? I think that's just an American thing. We're lazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're lazy. Aluminum. It's kind of a hard word to say. Aluminium. Aluminum. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Aluminium. Um, and then the second uh, order of business that we had to attend to was the, uh, we, we wanted to discuss what we were going to call the uh, listeners to the Snowflake Yeah, we were like, podcast. what do you, what should we call our our listening base. Our, our fans, the people we love, uh-huh. our favorite people. And we, we thought of the Snowflake Nation. Or the Snow Globe. I like Snow Globe better, I think, because it's, it's like global and not nation. We did get one uh, request or submission mm-hmm. from Travis, and mm-hmm. it was Snowshalist. The Snowshalist. I like that one, too. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty clever. I like Snow Globe because it's a thing and it's the whole world, so... Mm-hmm. I, w- I want to love everybody in the whole world, and all of us can be liberal snowflakes from the Carolinas, even if we're not from the Carolinas. But we're all cute little snowflakes. And so that does it for the uh, old business that we had to attend to. Mm-hmm. For the new business, this week's episode is called We Got Game, and then in parentheses it says video, because uh, we're going to talk about video games, uh, which is... Very clever. <laughs> yeah. This is a topic that I love. Uh, it's very near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's probably pretty common among men of my age. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, yeah. I think specifically in America, uh, we tend to think of video games as a very gendered thing. It's a, typically a male-dominated world. It is. Um, which is why I'm very interested to hear your story with what video games... You like and don't like, and what you've your sort of experience with games in your life has been because, because I'm not a dude. Yeah, because you're not a dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, for starters, thanks for noticing. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I never had any kind of like gaming console in the home mm-hmm. as a kid. I think the closest to gaming for me when I was real young would have been like the arcade style game so going to like i remember going to pizza hut (laughs) as a kid they always had like the little games over in the corner Mm -hmm. sometimes i would play those 
Did they have the one where you could sit down and it was like a table and you could play Pac-Man, but like it was flat? Um, it was a really small restaurant. I oh. I don't. They didn't have that one. They had, they had like a claw, the claw machine, which you know mm-hmm. is not really a video game. And then they had like a some kind of driving. Okay. Game. So those were like the first games you were aware of. That was the first time the video games came into your awareness as a thing. That I can recall. Yeah. As far as like me actually participating. Okay. Um, I knew of video games as far as like consoles and stuff a little bit later, mm-hmm. like preteen, mm-hmm. um, because I had friends or, you know, people that I knew that had them, mm-hmm. but I never really played them mm-hmm. nor did I have a whole lot of interest in it. It yeah. just, it, I don't know. Like I remember seeing them uh-huh. or seeing other people play them, but I wasn't particularly interested. Okay. I wanted to play like. With dolls. Yeah, and, you wanted to play with dolls. And instead. with my friends, you okay. know. Or the cats. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to play with the cats. Uh-huh. Um, the, your friends, the cats, the same, same yeah, thing? Yeah, and then I think in my teenage years, again, it was still no console in the home or anything. In fact, I didn't get my first like console until I was in my 20s, and I bought it for myself. Wow. Which was a Wii. Wow. Yeah, so... I don't know. Video games in general weren't a huge part of like my childhood, mm-hmm. really. They were there, sort of, but I just didn't really have a lot of interest. And like you said, it was they in my world they tended to be a, a boy thing. Yeah, like they're guys very gendered. Liked them and mm-hmm. they played with them, and I didn't really understand the appeal. Yeah. And then the Wii came out, and I thought it was interesting because. It was so interactive. Yeah, you had to move. Yeah, you weren't just sitting there pushing little buttons on mm-hmm. a thing. You were actually standing up and moving around and engaging. Because I, you know, of course, got like the little sports pack and you could yeah. play tennis or <laughs> baseball or whatever. And then I also got some games that would go with it to play. And I found pretty quickly that I liked the ones, I liked the games that I could play by myself. Mm-hmm. And I liked the games that. I could cultivate something Mm -hmm. like a world or a town or Mm -hmm. a community or a garden. Okay. Like I didn't really, I wasn't drawn to the kinds of games that were like shoot 'em up games or like really racing games. Yeah. I think those, uh, the kind of category of games you're talking about is more like casual and puzzle type games. Yeah. And that market is huge. And like, I love those games too. Those games are a lot of fun and they kind of get overlooked in video games. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so, that's kind of how I ended up to (laughs) where we are now. So I had the Wii for a long time, but then eventually Mm -hmm. I got tired of even the Wii and the Wii just became my way of watching Netflix. Yeah. I remember. (laughs) Yeah. Cause we started dating. Yeah. And I was just like, eh, we can watch Netflix on the Wii. Yeah. Well, I remember asking you about video games when I first met you, and you were like, eh, I don't really yeah. play them. And to me, I was like, oh, okay, well, does it, like, I play a lot of video games, and, uh-huh. like, they're something I love. Is that bad? <laughs> no, I know, and I know, I didn't think so. I mean, yeah, I think there probably is sort of, like, a stereotype or a, mm-hmm. a negative association in some ways when it comes to, like, males who are really into video yeah, games. Yeah, there I really think, is. I think there are you know, plenty of cases in which young men get so uh, uh, sucked in uh-huh. to the world of gaming that it kind of stunts them yeah. in ways of like functioning yeah. in the real world. Yeah. 
Yeah, you I, never exhibited that. You had a job. Oh yeah. You could carry conversation. Mm-hmm. You slept. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you weren't just like gaming twenty four seven. Yeah, games always to me was something that I did when I didn't have other things to do. Yeah, it was uh, it was playtime. It yeah. was let me work first, then mm-hmm. play. Yeah. For me, it's been like that as an adult. My life I wasn't always like that. Yeah. That's just me as an adult because I'm mature. mature yeah well i think you also realized that you wouldn't be able to play those games right unless you went to work right and and had the money to pay for it exactly and they're no fun if you can't play them Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it was the logic well what about you did you have like consoles and stuff like that at home as a kid i did uh my parents you know when i think about my experience with uh video games i could pontificate for hours probably Mm -hmm. on it but Uh Uh, the the highlights when i really think about it the highlights are my parents got a console a nintendo when i was a kid you know i was born in 84 so mm-hmm. nintendo was a thing and i got addicted to mario and that was you know my favorite this thing and i played punch out and all those nintendo games and i would cry when i couldn't beat them yeah yeah and, your mom told me about one time they got yeah. you a nintendo or they got you some mario game and you got so upset you couldn't get past a level you started crying and like <laughs> your dad had to come in and help yeah. you get past it mhm so that'd be the first major highlight. And it then, also may have indicated a problem. Yeah. Early well, on. <laughs> there's a sort of a change that happened after that, if I really think about it. And I I started to get into computers and I, I developed mm. a love affair immediately with computers as soon as I started to understand them. Uh-huh. And I guess I stopped seeing the Nintendo as a way to game and I stopped seeing gaming as separate from just being on a computer. Right. Um, and when it, like there's a pattern, I, I found a game that was called Turning Point. That was a um, text-based game where you have to describe your character and the whole game is text. There's no graphics. You just read, this is happening in this room. This is what you see. And then you type in what your person wants to be. And then it says you can exit through up, down, left, right. And you hit like you to go up. Mm -hmm. And then it describes what's in the next room. And then there's multiple people in it. So you're essentially like reading. Mm -hmm. It's almost like reading a novel or something. It's like playing Dungeons and Dragons except on a computer uh-huh. on the internet. Right. And I found that in high school. But to play it, you had to use a thing called Telnet. It was a, it was a separate program. You had to connect to the right things. It was very much tied to your ability to use a computer. Mm-hmm. And then I discovered Diablo 2, which was a game yeah. that I would play online with people and I would set up bots to run at night where it would take my character and run around and kill stuff and get items for me while I was asleep. Mm-hmm even when I wasn't playing the game. And then I could wake up in the morning and be like, oh shit, I got all these cool things. I can go trade them with other people. So it was very much just using a computer to me. I I think my history of video games ends in that. It ends in just, I didn't think there was much of a difference between actually programming or hacking or whatever you want to call it and and gaming. To me, they were kind of the same thing. All combined and Mm -hmm. computer-based. That I found really interesting when we started dating because you told me that you liked playing video games, Mm -hmm. but then you didn't bring a console when you moved in. You were like, no, no, computer. And I was Mm -hmm. like, computer? Yeah. Like, I don't know. For some reason, I just assumed, you know, gaming means you're sitting down and you have a little, like, 
yeah. buttons that you push and for you're me, staring at the television. For me, games weren't ever really like that. I mean, they were when I was very young, but they evolved very quickly into being very focused around just using a PC. Yeah. Um, yeah, you kind of out... like introduced me or showed me like, no, 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 you can use your computer to mm-hmm. play these really awesome games. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh. And you can do really cool things, you know, that you can't do on consoles on a computer. And I very uh-huh. much learned that. And I was very much into the whole getting games off the internet and figuring out how to play games that were hacked that I didn't have to pay for and figuring out <laughs> how to get around things like I, that part of it was always just as thrilling to me as the as the games uh-huh. and I still think that kind of holds up for me like I'm very much enthralled with the technology as a whole right yeah because still I mean currently you you play but mm-hmm. you primarily play on computer mm-hmm um, although we do have a Switch. Yeah, yeah, we have a Nintendo Switch. I like it a lot. Yeah. It's a cool thing. It's fun. We like to play Monopoly on the Switch. But it's not at all my primary way of playing games. And also, a lot of the games that I play, like, I play on the computer with other people. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, like, just using the computer. I mean, a lot of times you're not even playing. You're just with people who also play. I watch a lot of people play games mm-hmm. that's um, super nerdy yeah Do you know but, like how, like there's nerdy yeah. is when you play the game mm-hmm. super nerdy yeah. is when you watch someone else play the game yeah. on youtube i think like come on i think that's how a lot of people think of it but for me like i said it's very much a technical thing i'm very much interested in the, the technology that makes it all possible and how that works mm-hmm. to me is almost as interesting as the game and it always has been well what games do you currently play I play uh, League of Legends. I love that game. That's a fun game. Yeah. I've been playing that for a really long time. I, I currently know way too much about League of Legends. <laughs> yeah, And probably. it's solely because of you. Yeah, I, I don't I love even think game. I had ever even heard of it. Yeah, it's pretty popular. Even though it is, now that not, now that I know how big it is and how popular it is, popular. I think it still just didn't, it mm-hmm. wasn't in my world at all until I met you. <laughs> yeah. We play Monopoly on the Switch a lot. Yeah. Uh, we love that. That's a fun game. Or Mario. You like to play Mario. Yeah, on I that. play Mario on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Mario's always cool. That's a classic. Mm-hmm. You got to love Mario. Um, and, you know, I used to play World of Warcraft when I was younger. I was, you know, you meant that was a phenomenon you couldn't have missed. I heard of it. Yeah. Never really saw it or played it. Wasn't interested. That was another one. It was, I got deep into that game, but mm-hmm. I, but it was another, it was a community. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had to quit, you know, like that game's too addictive, you know, mm-hmm. I, to quit that game is like the the way you quit drinking in your twenties. It's like, you got to do it. It's a do or die you just, situation. You have to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, I got out of that. And I mean, like we said earlier, I kind of got to a place where now gaming is sort of a thing that I do uh, when I don't have anything else to do. What about you? What do you, what do you like playing? I, well, you introduced me first to Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. You were like, check this out. Okay? Yeah, it's pretty fun. Because you, like, you were like, why don't you play video games? And mm-hmm. I was like, what am I going to play? I don't do... Mm-hmm. You know, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't shoot them up and uh-huh. chase and stuff. And you were like, have you ever heard of Final Fantasy? And I was like, yeah, I've heard of it. And you were like, here, just just do this. And so I did. And I was like, okay, well, this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I really liked how pretty it was. Yeah. And I liked how you could customize your person mm-hmm. or your character. Um, and so I did enjoy that game until it got to the point where like you had to battle. Yeah, you gotta go kill stuff. And I just was not into that. Uh-huh. I wasn't into the like the threats of something coming to kill me yeah. or kill my character and mm-hmm. then having to 
work with strangers on the mm-hmm. internet to go battle something <laughs> yeah. together. Because if you mess up, they're pretty mean to you. Yeah, they can be. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're kind of dicks. <laughs> um, and then so I was like, I don't, I don't think this is really for me. Uh-huh. And so then I was like, but I want to play something. And so I was like, let me just try The Sims. Yeah. And that's currently where I reside in that- the in the gaming world. It's a very big and respectable game. It's huge. Did you know that since the launch of the Sims series, they've sold 200 million copies wow. Wow. worldwide? Holy crap. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. Humongous. It is a huge series. And the current version is Sims 4, and so that's what I mm-hmm. play. And it's been around since 2000. Yeah, it's a Microsoft product. Is it? I thought. It's Maxis and EA. Oh. Yeah. You're right. It is Maxis and EA. Mm-hmm. Maxis was, yeah, they made SimCity. Mm-hmm. SimCity is old. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like the Sims, what I play now is mm-hmm. an offshoot of SimCity, which is where like he's just all building right. stuff or architecture. Yeah. But I like the Sims because it's what you call or what they call the sandbox. Yes. A sandbox game. So you don't really have to worry about like threats yeah, or fighting and you play at your own pace mm-hmm. and kind of just do whatever you want to do. So I have a little character and then I was like, my character should have a family. So like she got married and then they had kids yeah, and then they have all kinds of like expansion packs that you can buy and add on. So you can have new furnishings for your home. You can either buy an existing home or you can build your own. Yeah. You can decorate. It's just a way to kind of like kill time. It's very relaxing too. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like yoga for your mind. It is. Um, those sandbox games are really popular because of that, because there's no goal. There's nothing that you have yeah, to Yeah, it's not goal-oriented. You just do whatever you want. Which is interesting because I'm a very goal-oriented person mm-hmm. in my like non-gaming life. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's what it is. Maybe I'm so... Maybe in like real-world life, Amanda is so goal-oriented that it's consuming, but what if I can sit down and yes. play The Sims? It's an there's escape. no goal there, exactly. So it's like undoing or yeah. relaxing, numbing yeah. out that goal part of me. I think that's also why you steer away from those very goal-oriented procedural type games because you don't want that. Yeah, that's I'm not like an that's like work. Yeah, that's I don't not want work. <laughs> yeah, an escape for you is having nothing that you have to do. Right, and then just enjoying what I am yeah, I doing. I think that's the case for a lot of people. And I love that games are expanding and the the whole genre of things is blowing up to a point where now whatever th- you're into, there's a huge amount of games for it. Yeah. And it's pretty sweet. Yeah, I would recommend The Sims for anybody who's mm-hmm. maybe not a hardcore gamer, yeah. but wants something to do to pass the time. There's times when I play that like... I literally spend the entire duration just working on the house. Mm -hmm. So changing the build or putting on a new roof or putting in new carpeting or flooring. And like, I'm like, I'll spend an hour or two (laughs) just on the house, Mm -hmm. not actually playing. But it's it's actually, I feel like even in a world where we're at now, like something like that's good for you. No, yeah. No, I think it's great. Yeah. But, you know... There's a whole other world to video games that we haven't talked about yet mm-hmm. that uh, I think a lot of people aren't even aware that's out there. And that would be what's called eSports. Or, eSports. Yeah, electronic sports. That's Again, the, another thing that I would never have known about if it weren't for you. Yeah, well, 
In fact, for 2020, global gaming sales rose to $180 billion. Wow. $180 billion. Just for context, the film industry in 2019, so pre-pandemic, uh-huh. that was the first time they had $100 billion. Wow. So gaming is almost double the movie industry from 2019. Well, I, I know that during the pandemic, a lot of people were gaming more because it was impossible to find consoles. Yeah. And buy them. <laughs> uh-huh. So if you combine movies and sports, gaming has more of a global money. Wow. Than films or sports combined. Wow. <laughs> so that gives you an idea of how big we're talking as far as the, how much money there is in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. A lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a country that does it different than us is South Korea. Mm-hmm. They are very much more into gaming than we are. Um, they have three different like channels, like, television channels dedicated to esports that's weird mm-hmm. so we have like our espns you can go watch football yeah or they whatever. have three separate ones for specifically for to watch people play video games yeah and they have about 10 million watchers every day of those three channels combined. that's nuts um roughly half the population of korea plays games so there's about 50 million people in south korea about 25 million of them are gamers and about 43 percent of those are women wow so they are much more evenly distributed than we are as far as gamers and way more higher percentage of population to give you an idea that's like if here 200 million people played video games how interesting mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a cultural yes it's definitely difference. a cultural thing they have the big infrastructure for it too they have the best internet in the world mm-hmm. in south korea mm-hmm. and that has a lot to do with it yeah and meanwhile we have mm-hmm. internet deserts yeah so jeff bezos since you just quit being ceo maybe you could hook us up Give us some internet, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Amazon, they own a company called Twitch. Yep. And if you're not familiar, Twitch is a website where you can stream uh, video games, where you can play video games that people can watch. Or you can just go on and watch other people play mm-hmm. live. Yep. And if you thought that sounded weird and that there wouldn't be a lot of people that would sign up to a website to watch other people play video games, it's the 34th largest website in the world. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty big. Yeah. They have about, um, in 2020, they had about 140 million viewers. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, around 40 million of that's from the United States. Okay. So 40 million people in the U.S. watch Twitch, to give you an idea of how big that is. That's freaking gigantimous. And people make money uh, streaming video games on Twitch. I know a lot of people think that, like, you couldn't make money playing video games on the computer, on the yeah. internet. What? Yeah. Um, if you have a, a thousand subscribers on Twitch, that roughly equates to about two and a half thousand dollars a month, which is thirty thousand dollars a year. Really? Yep. Wow. For if you have a thousand subs on Twitch. Does that mean a thousand people watching you or just a thousand people who have subscribed to you? That's the thing. That's subscribed. And the way Twitch works is you pay for subscription. So a uh, subscription is like So if I wanted to go watch you play on Twitch, I have to pay. Yeah, well, you can, that's the thing, you can watch for free and follow, but you can subscribe and then you get special stuff. And, and you probably get notification when, when exactly. your person goes online so you don't miss them playing. And the subscription, you get one for free that you can subscribe to and then any extra subscriptions you want, you have to pay for. Oh, okay. So a thousand of those gives you roughly $30,000 a year, which is pretty good. I, I mean, mean, yeah. That's enough money to live, especially you're if you're You're not making young. bank, but you're making enough to like get by. Mm-hmm. Huh. But that's uh, playing about 40 hours a week. So it's like a job. Mm-hmm. Huh. 
Um, that specific number also doesn't include ad revenue, which averages about $250 for every hundred subscribers. So there's a little bonus in there depending on how well you do on ad. The number one streamer on Twitch is a guy named Q cow. Um, he Q cow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, XQC. Uh, he made $2 million in 2020 streaming on Twitch. Wow. Yeah. So uh, that's a lot of money. $2 million in a year. What playing game video does game. he play? He plays a lot of different ones. Among Us was the big one in 2020. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he does other stuff too. He's not my favorite. I don't watch him, but there he is. And it's not just Twitch where video games are popular. They're also popular on YouTube. Yep. The biggest YouTuber of all the YouTubers is a Swiss guy named PewDiePie. <laughs> His yeah. real name's Felix something. It's hard to pronounce. Mm-hmm. Even if you haven't heard of PewDiePie, you're about to know that he made seventy million dollars in 2020 on Just YouTube. Just existing on YouTube. Seventy million dollars <laughs> wow. on YouTube. Wow. Um, he probably made a le- little bit less than that, but you know, there's no way to know. A lot of these. Uh, numbers from YouTube specifically, mm-hmm. they're not very transparent about what they pay. So there's like a lot of disagreement on that. Uh, YouTube's not good at it, but um, just another video game guy that I like, Video Game Donkey, has uh, over 6 million subscribers. So that's pretty good, but nowhere near PewDiePie's like 100 million. Right. Um, Donkey's but, great. He's funny. Yeah, he is. He, he has over 2 billion views, which is a lot of views, 6 mm-hmm. million subscribers. He makes hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. I mean, mm-hmm. not probably not a million, but hundreds of thousands. That's pretty damn good right. for playing video games. Yeah, that's impressive. And then there's another guy that I watched that his name is Foxdrop. He has like 500,000 subs, which is pretty low for YouTube. They say his channel is only worth like 26,000 a year. Hmm. So t- just to give you an idea, like there's a pretty big gap between like just doing okay and doing awesome. <laughs> Yeah, but the fact still remains they're playing video games mm-hmm. or doing video game related activities on their mm-hmm. channel and they're making enough money to not only survive, but in some cases thrive. Yeah, and that that's just people just casually playing games. Anybody can do that. Anybody mm-hmm. could stream. Anybody could be one of these guys I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The next group of people I, I was going to mention real quick is professional esports players. People who oh, play yeah. for teams mm-hmm. and go compete in tournaments for money. Mm-hmm. Their money's a little bit different. You know what their money is because they win it in tournaments and they have ad sponsorships and contracts. Yeah, and there's a there's a pot mm-hmm. of money. <laughs> you play, you win, you get that pot of money. Right. So the biggest uh, name in League of Legends is a guy named Faker. Mm-hmm. He is South Korean. He made $1.2 million in tournament winnings alone in 2020 wow that is no sponsorships that's nothing that's that's we're talking we're getting into you're starting to talk about like not quite basketball uh nba money but we're getting there right uh 1.2 million in a year Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um he signed a contract that was for 2.5 million dollars for three years and then uh he's released from that contract this year and china has offered him 20 million dollars for 10 years and the north american team has basically given him a blank check and said Whatever right, China's paying, we'll pay you more. Right, your 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 mm-hmm. worth here, and we'll pay you. And so we'll see where he goes <laughs> if he stays in Korea, goes to China, or comes here. We don't know yet. Well, hopefully he'll come to to North America. That would be and awesome. Finally, win. Yeah, that would be awesome. That'd be great. But in in the North American scene, if you wanted to be a pro League of Legends player in North America, there's only about seventy or so people 
in, out of, in America that could do that. But if you got lucky enough to be them, their base salary is about $75,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And that's not ads. That's nothing. So, I mean, you're rich at that point if you can be in that 70 people. I feel like you have to come from a certain background yeah. or upbringing in order at least in our culture in the U.S., mm-hmm. uh, to to actually be a, quote, professional video game player, yeah. you're going to have to come from a different sort of yeah origins. Well, a lot of these kids are very, very young. Most of them, I mean, are barely 18, if they're even 18. They usually mm-hmm. don't start making that kind of money like that mm-hmm. until they're over 18, especially these tournaments. You have to be 18. But, I mean, most of them are 18 to 21. Like, they're young. Right. But I'm talking about... We don't generally foster an environment in Mm-mm. which we, when little Billy says, yeah. I want to be a gamer when I grow up, mommy, yeah. we're like, shut up, kid. Yeah. Go to school, get a real job. Because what are the odds you're going to be one of those 70 people that are- Well, ma- we don't even humor it. Yeah. Was a, is my point. Yeah. I feel like- it, it It's kind of viable. It's getting I, there. Well, no. What I'm saying is I feel like it's a, a privilege yeah. thing. It's it a, is. It's a marker of privilege, meaning class is. privilege, because oh, yeah. I feel like to be from a family that is clearly condoning yeah. your like, excessive use of video games to the point that you're actually going to make a career out of it, you must be coming from oh, yeah. a place of privilege financially. For most of them, I'm, yeah. 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 But there's that sort of um, coming up from their coattail story like there is in sports where you've got the occasional guy Sure, yeah, and I'm not saying that's not possible. I'm just pointing out because our culture is not like North Korea's Mm -hmm. or South Korea's, I mean, in which they like yeah celebrate and foster yes video gaming as yeah, we a, don't do that as a job mm-hmm. uh, we don't do that and we should so to have even people who are doing that even though it's a very small number I feel like those people probably if you were to examine them oh yeah <laughs> come from similar types of affluent privileged mm-hmm. backgrounds and I, I I hope we're getting to a world where it's going to be more equitable. Yeah, sure. To give you hope for that, there are scholarships. So there are people who've gotten it. There's a League of Legends college circuit, and there are people who've gotten scholarships to go to college. Playing League of Legends. Playing League of Legends. That's really cool, I think. Yeah, and so you could get recruited onto a college team with a scholarship and very much like sports, come from nothing and be able to go to school and be able to win money and maybe go pro. Now, if you're listening to this um, and you're not a super gamer, I'm probably sure you're mind has been blown a billion ways (laughs) yeah because it was for me when you started initially telling me this stuff Uh about like oh no you can get a scholarship to college playing league of legends and i'm like what yeah you're like oh no they have sports teams Mm -hmm. and i'm like what yeah because my i just so foreign to me Mm -hmm. so different to me i couldn't believe this was actually a thing oh yeah and it was real and it's just like any other kind of collegiate yep. sports team. Yep. What? Yeah. You get a scholarship, mm-hmm. but no, you're not playing basketball. No. You're playing video games. Playing video games. Nuts. It's because, like, because of what I said at the beginning, that hundred and eighty billion dollars that's in there. Yeah. That when that, that's kind of my point here is that when money comes into it, everything changes. So, mm-hmm. as most people would never think about the esports world, um, because they wouldn't run into it. There's that much money in it. it. It's it's just a different world from the video games most of us play. And yeah. so it's hard to even imagine, but it's real. 
Um, and it's pretty great. I'm glad. I love it. As a, as a fan, I think it's great. I think it's moving towards the future. I think it's going to be equitable. I think we can move. Video games can be the fairest sport of them all if we could get there. You watch um, league mm-hmm. stuff, game, league play, like mm-hmm. n- normies watch football. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, and I watch, uh, not just that, I mean, I watch people play games that I don't even play. So like StarCraft 2, which is an incredibly hard game. It's entirely too hard for me to play. I don't even try. Mm-hmm. But I'll watch people play it because it's amazing to watch. Mm-hmm. It's very competitive and it's cool. It's It's fun. But I think what's fascinating is that like, it could be the most equitable competition if you see what I mean. You know, like, it, you, it doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter your gender. It doesn't matter where you were raised. If you can play, you can play. And I think that's really, really cool because other sports, nothing else in the world could be like that. Right. It could be the fairest thing ever. And it, your age won't even matter. And I think that's really neat. The potential is definitely there, but we not are there not yet. there yet. I know we're even not Even just yet. in terms of like internet. Oh, I know. I was making fun earlier about like... Can we all have internet, please? Like, yeah, I know. The difference between Korean players using their yes. high-speed, super-fast internet versus American mm-hmm. players using their mediocre but acceptable internet is worlds different. To give you an idea, most of the professional StarCraft players move to Korea to play on their internet, and they have a couple-month time period of adjusting to the fact that it's so much better. Yeah, because these people are playing literally by the fraction of the second in these tournaments mm-hmm. where that fraction of a second it matters. matters a lot huge yeah and it's pretty interesting that that happens too. a lot of players have to move there and live there for months and practice to get acclimated literally to get acclimated to the difference in their internet speed yep because the internet here is not nearly as good mm-hmm. that's crazy it's because north korea, or south korea we keep saying north because yeah. south korea is so small and their servers are located in the middle of the city where everyone is mm-hmm. and in america our servers are spread out and America's gigantimous. Mm-hmm. So, and we have, like I said, internet deserts. We have places yeah. where you just can't get internet. Yeah, we we just weren't built the same way they were in South Korea. So mm-hmm. the infrastructure is not quite there. But but I, I have hope. I have hope for the future that that's going to bring justice and equity <laughs> for everyone in video games. Yeah, no, I hope so. One day. I, I can imagine it. I can imagine a world where that's where we're living. And you don't have alpha male bullies anymore and... You know, people getting picked on because of their disabilities or their skin color because it doesn't matter. We're we're all playing on an even playing field. Right. And it, yeah, it's what's on the inside that matters. What about the the future in terms of the virtual reality gaming? Yeah, that's that's getting there. I mean, like it's always been with virtual reality, the technology is slow. Uh, yeah, but one day. It's improving. It's certainly improving. And I want one of those VR headsets. I don't have one. I want a holodeck. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that we're not there yet. We're a ways away from the Star Trek holodeck, but when I can't it? wait to get there. That would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh man! But I think it's a, it's a beautiful thing that we're that we're moving forward to the future. Um, there's some problems right now. Uh, you may have heard of GamerGate. Uh, mm. That was a thing that happened a couple of years ago. It was bad. It was a gendered thing. Oh, was it Riot? Who was the? Well, Riot. That's who makes League of Legends. They got in trouble for their. Uh-huh. For their sexual harassments and all that. A mm. lot of game companies have run into that. But this was a bigger thing than that. It was a lady who dated a guy who made video games. And she was a writer. And he put out a hit piece on her because, like, they broke up. And he basically said she slept with them to slept her way to the top. And gave good reviews to gamers who she slept with. Or oh. game companies that she's... And 
then all the whole internet exploded and a bunch of gamers came out and were dickheads. You know what I mean? They're well, immature of course dickheads. They were. And there's been some other problems where you just don't have equity uh, for women in the gaming community. And I hate that because I love video games and I love women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I'm, I want to end with saying that we're going to get better. I swear. <laughs> I swear. Yeah. That's the, that's the way we, we want to go. Yeah. I hope so. Mm-hmm. And uh, lastly, if we didn't shout out your favorite game, which I'm sure we didn't, um, let us know. Send us, send us in. I want to know what uh, anybody in the audience listening anyone likes listening to, play. to us. What and do you any- like to play? And if anybody wants to play a game with me, I would be down for that. Uh, typically, I've been using the screen name OJ Simpson's Knife for a long time <laughs> because I love that screen name. <laughs> you also like it because. One of the games you play whenever you make a move, it yeah. says across the screen, O.J. Simpson's knife stabs this, yes. cuts this. Uh-huh. Yeah, when he kills somebody, it says O.J. Simpson's knife is on a killing spree. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I've always found that humorous. I've been using that handle for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, people like it. So if it's you ever name. see that, that's me. Um, but I would like to hear like what other people like because I know our tastes are abnormal. Are they abnormal? I think so. Oh. Either way. Yeah, just let us know. Do you play games? Mm-hmm. What do you like to play? I would love to hear. I would, and, I, and I would be down to play like anything. And if you're out there and you're gaming, you need something to listen to, you can find our website and listen to episodes of our podcast while you game. Carolinasnowflakes.com And you can let us know what your favorite games are, what games we didn't shout out for you on our Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Carolina Snowflakes. And if you want to send us a link or email us any kind of awesome stuff, our email is Snowflakes at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.